0: please listen carefully should i buy a shirt that says stay home and read a romance novel
1: yeah
2: what's up sisters welcome back to another episode of everyone and their sister i'm christina
0: i'm natasha and i'm stephanie
2: and today we are talking about the books, movies, and TV shows that we DNF'd. So shit that was just so bad or so not our taste that we just could not make it through another second, another episode, or another page. Uh, I thought I, I did to a certain extent. This was kind of easy, and that there were a lot of, there were a lot of things that I was like, oh, you know what? I didn't like this, so I didn't pick it back up again. But it is hard to find something that you didn't like to the point that you're willing to talk about it. Because it has to be a reason. It couldn't just be like, oh, this was boring, so I stopped. It had to have a reason to justify that stopping. Um, So it was a little bit difficult to find something. But I think we managed to pick a couple of things that we're interested in talking about. Um, We can just get
0: straight up into it. Stephanie, what have you never finished? (sighs) I mean... In my long list of things, I've not finished a lot of stuff. Uh, what comes to mind first, Grey's Anatomy. I'll,
2: uh, that's an investment. You that's an investment willing. at
0: that point. But I was there from the beginning, and I was like, no, it's not for me anymore. Uh, but what I decided to go with was, I also looked at my recently watched history on Netflix, and the thing that stuck out to me the most was The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Which, mm. in theory, should be everything I want in a TV show. A teen Witch trying to find her place, dark, creepy, bloody, red, wild sets. Um, but no, I don't know why I couldn't get past the first season. And I say I don't know why, but I do know why it's because you're going along, you're following Sabrina, and like the point of a remake or reimagining, as we've talked about before, is you need to improve upon the original. Which I did, we need Sabrina. I don't think we needed to follow Sabrina, it shouldn't have been her story. My pick for who it should have been is when you're introduced to prudence uh, black blackwood the student of the academy of unseen arts great name see great name love her so of the weird sisters so you have three friends which is already they already know what they're about they're kind of evil i love them that is who we should have been looking at the story through her perspective. I don't care. Sabrina could have been on the side characters. The story could have been them coming to be friends, but it didn't work. I was like pushing to get to the end of the episodes. Also her cousin. What's his name? The cat? No. Oh, uh, no, no, Ambrose. The cousin, I, Ambrose. Love him. I love him. And I'm like, just, I don't think they should have focused on Sabrina as the main character. Yes, she's interesting to a point, but she could have been the secondary character. And you're like, we're going to do something new and we're going to follow Prudence because she was the one that was the most interesting, the most, not villainous, but she like show me someone who's evil and that's she's, yeah way. she's
1: more complicated and even like her aunt like the funny one was more interesting
0: honestly like every other person was interesting except well i don't know how it goes on later seasons but sabrina was kind of like
1: she's trying to stay away from
0: not being evil she might turn evil when she gets her full magic i'm assuming i don't remember anything about this show, <laughs> to be honest
2: so i made it through i made it to season two yeah, and I had to stop with season two, so I still haven't. I I might have even gotten a little bit into season three, but I have definitely not seen the most recent season. And like, fully agree with you, one thousand percent. It would have been way more interesting if Prudence was the main character, because everything about Sabrina in season one, she doesn't really grow at all. She Only, stays, yeah, the exact same way she's in season one with just a little bit more information. But she makes the same terrible decisions, and like, it was like I couldn't do it. It it had the, all the same problems Riverdale did. But with mm-hmm. magic.
1: That's
0: another
2: one I, I
1: DNF'd. I did watch, I believe I watched all of the seasons. Um, <laughs> the fact that I can't remember them is a testament to yeah. how I felt. But I, one of the things I noticed about Sabrina is that, like you said, she doesn't grow. But the one thing I noticed is that they almost completely change her personality each season. Yeah. So it's not that she grows. It's that they just change her character. So like, I believe in the third season, she like, completely flips. And I was just like, this is not even her. At this In the point. third season or the second season? I, it's it's probably both. I think they showed goes- her twice, Ugh. and like she makes decisions that I was like, this is not a decision she would have made based on her first season character. Or yes, any agree. Well, she, she went dark, Sabrina, at the end of season one, and that, exactly. that
0: shouldn't been where I'm like, oh, I'm invested now. And but then they like, were oh, like, I'm let's weird. forget
1: about that now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so they didn't perfect. even follow through on that. They didn't even follow. On- no.
1: Basically, no. Like it was just like a like a sort of like half-assed follow through. You give her
0: silverly, silver blonde blonde for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> like... It
2: was so frustrating too because like so much of season one, you feel like so many of her decisions are made because of Harvey. And then yeah. it's either mm-hmm. season, I think season two, so many of her decisions become made because of Nick. And I season mm-hmm. three, I assume is just a different variation of that because there's so many interesting characters around her life. Her best friend, the one who is going blind, but is yeah. gaining the sight, what an interesting storyline. But mm-hmm. Sabrina is so self-in... Like, they make her a character who is so self-involved that her storyline somehow feels completely separate from that of everything going on with her friends. And you're just like, like, why? Like, I care about hers the least. So when she makes the decision, and this for me was where... I, I think this was where, I like, I was out completely. So it might have been the end of season two. She makes a deal with the devil or something. Mm-hmm, that sounds I can't about exactly.
0: right.
2: Yeah, she makes a deal with it all Basically... Everyone is going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. But her boyfriend, Nick Scratch, is now going to be trapped in hell with the devil. And so she makes a decision. She's like, I'm going to hell and I'm going to bring my boyfriend back. And you're like, you've literally tried to do a version of this like twice now. And you've seen both times why that has long consequences and is a bad decision. Why are you doing it again? I'm annoying. Like I, I couldn't with her. I got so mad. I got so mad. Because they're trying to portray her as this, like, plucky young. Mm-hmm. She'll do whatever she can for the people in her life. She'll, you know, you can't take Sabrina down. You can't tell her no. But the whole time you're like, but you just don't learn from your actions. Like, you have no empathy for the people around you. Well, like, they should have
0: They should have started. If- I'm rewriting season one for them. They should have started... <laughs> her going dark episode one she's going dark supreme we already know the backstory of like the good supreme the teenage witch we didn't need a whole season just showing us how great and like honorable she is so you make her go dark season one episode one and then she's going shit directly to the academy of unseen arts and that would have been so much more interesting
2: that was it too because
0: like who cares about this town when you have a fucking magic school i don't care about these high school people that have no magic
1: show me the people that are fucking a little evil I just realized I (laughs) did a brief read-through of season three. I stopped halfway through season three because I was not into it. There we go. That's the sign.
2: And I think that I never made it to season three because I think the last thing I saw was she was like, I'm going to get my boyfriend back from hell. And I was like, I'm not watching anymore.
0: That's (laughs) the thing I think all, what, the Vampire Diaries was really good. And I don't know if you, did either of you watch Vampire Diaries? I watched the first season and I stopped. No, Vampire Diaries is legitimately well done. It and that's so because, ago, but I they follow me. people more close. Ugh. Honestly, if I, if you, okay, you're thinking about watching, *Sabrina the Teenage Witch*. Just go and rewatch *Vampire Diaries*. It's legitimately, actually, very well done. I need to rewatch it. I gave up because I hated uh <laughs> one of the main characters as another DNF. But the first three seasons, they did very, very well. Um,
1: I just like I ended up watching *Secret Circle*, which is by the same author. I think. Oh yeah, much better by the way. <laughs> they. I watched that too i like secret circle they didn't renew it sad sad
0: days (sighs) and like i was so excited for this series because i was like yes dark witches give you everything
2: visually it's visually visually it's especially the school stuff that's absolutely gorgeous the uniform that they wear like prudence and her sisters wear in particular like oh i dark
0: lipsticks that they have going on yeah when they're hair yeah yeah it's like, give me, basically going forward, people who are listening, which is nobody. I want evil teenagers because everyone's a little bit of an asshole when you're a teenager. And like, just focus on that, please. Please and thank you. Yeah, That's what I would like. like. It would be- I don't care about Harvey
2: especially because they near so in the second season there's also some stuff with prudence and ambrose that goes on like romantically which i actually also quite like see ding ding Um, ding (laughs) if you had made yeah if you had made prudence the main character and had her have some kind of connection with ambrose and then that was how that's the conflict of sabrina yeah yeah, and then, like, you kind of always have that question of, like, are you following along the good character or the bad character? Because Sabrina is going dark, and Prudence is not particularly that good. But they're also two, like, you could have made two very complicated people that weren't always bad and weren't always good. And, like, they but, would have met in the
0: middle at some point. like going, Exactly. Oh, see? I'm Which can't... is kind
2: of what ends up happening. And I think they tell you more about it in season two, but Prudence's backstory is actually very, very interesting. Yeah. And they don't really do service to the backstory that they created. I'm Especially, this, one always, this is minor, but this always makes me mad about Sabrina Teenage Witch. I get so annoyed that Satanism is just Catholicism with like a black filter on it. Yeah. Like the fact that they don't make it a matriarchy, the fact that it's somehow still a patriarchy, the fact that like whenever they just take a like standard religious text and just replace God with Satan, I'm like, you can do better than this. <laughs> I get so mad on behalf of people who consider themselves witches in real life because I'm like, I know you became witches to escape dudes. So this is not fair to <laughs> you <laughs> that you're, yeah. the representation you get in TV is this fucking nonsense, okay? You deserve better. <laughs>
1: But also Satanism isn't the same as witchcraft, I guess. So, like, it's weird that they mix the two.
2: Yeah, in the show, it's the, they're they You don't... can't be a witch and not also sign yourself over to Satan. Yeah. which it's Except that's simple. what she's trying to do.
1: Too simple. It makes me miss yeah. the old Sabrina.
2: Stand by with you. Didn't like it. Would have preferred the go back and watch the Melissa Joan Hartford.
0: Yeah,
1: Melissa Joan <laughs> Hart.
0: I mean, honestly, everyone already knew, Some you already did Sabrina well as the main character. Time to move on time to do other people and i'm seeing a photo right now of sabrina being part of the the weird sisters and i'm mad about it because like you don't believe you don't belong there
1: i don't want to see you there that's that's just a brief foray i believe
0: yeah it just was a stick
1: a, to
2: that it He's was a sojourn
0: shocked. she doesn't <laughs> stick to much her 70s wardrobe in the show is excellent though and i'm mad about it as <sighs> i well. know
2: I love, a sev- I love a 70s aesthetic so much uh, I love a again lovecraft country,
0: country. yeah uh, yeah i'm sad i'm mad. But that's yep. that's literally all I have to say. I'm pissed, and so they didn't like renew that. this season.
1: Mm-mm, and done. they
2: shouldn't have. I like that we all uh, we all st- we all didn't finish that one. I like that. I appreciate that a lot.
1: <laughs> Consistency. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: Nat... What have you never finished?
1: I'm uh, I'm hesitant to talk about this one because,
2: as you <laughs> don't know, worry, I'll talk. I'll talk about it for you.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> as as you know, like if you guys follow us on Twitter at EightCast, by the way, you will have seen a little conversation at some point where I talk about um, if we were villains by M.L. Rio, I believe it's an excellent book, but it did get some influences from this book that I absolutely hate, and I got halfway through this book before I was like, before Christina actually convinced me to just put it down and it was not Mm -hmm. worth continuing because she had finished the whole thing. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to put it down. It's The Secret History by Donna Tartt. Come for us. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Give me a plot. Give me a plot synopsis. Okay, I will. But first of all, a little, little coverage of Donna Tartt. Everybody knows her for The Goldfinch. That's Mm -hmm. what she's really known for. This book, by the way, has a very high rating <laughs> like uh-huh. i could barely find any negative reviews <laughs> for this okay so the secret history is an inverted inverted detective story Ugh, i'm already rolling my what do you eyes mean? narrated <laughs> it's an inverted detective story narrated by one of the six students richard papin papin whatever who reflects years later upon the situation that led to the murder of bunny Where in the events leading up to the murder are revealed sequentially, the novel explores the circumstances and lasting effects of Bunny's death on the academically and socially isolated group of classic students of which he was a part. Bomb. It's just as boring as that fucking sounds.
2: (laughs) I'm just like remembering how mad this fucking book makes me. Because it's it's
1: supposed to be so good. I'm intrigued at first because I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, some kids at college whatever this is fun (laughs) i was like the hijinks are gonna go to i had no idea about the murder part the murder part happens and then his like okay so richard or whatever is like this poor student who's living on like residence or whatever and then like over the holidays all his friends disappear after bunny's murdered and then he kind of like goes through like the motions of like what the fuck happened and like who's responsible and why somebody one of the other friends disappears what i got from it is rich people are wild
2: yeah,
1: 100%. <laughs> and this was going to happen anyway, whether he was involved or not. <laughs> it just felt like reading something by somebody that had clearly gone to a private college and was fully immersed in classics and literary fiction for their that's whole awesome. life and that's all they knew and they decided to show off in this book. Yeah. And that's really what it felt like because I was like, this feels so familiar. And we had this conversation before we started recording, but it felt so familiar because if you've ever watched the movie or read the book Brides Had Revisited, it's the exact same thing. It's the same feeling, same essential, like, classic students in a little private, like, it's, I hated it, guys. Did he kill her? I don't know. I never finished it. No, that's my guess
0: bunny is a dude
1: but yeah, oh did he bunny. kill
0: him probably i'm gonna search while you guys talk
1: there's actually another book that i believe took um took some inspiration from this too called bunny by mona Awad. it's actually quite good because it turns this story that i could not finish into something that's more heathers like which was far more interesting to me (laughs) read bunny instead a million percent for sure you tell me what's what's going on in this book so
2: so because like i finished it and i like to a certain point i want to say almost like against my will because it's such a long book and for the most part i don't mind long books if i feel like there's a reason for them to be long like i like a lot of science fiction and fantasy so if it's gonna be a big epic story Make it be a big epic story for a reason. Like I, you should have enough plot or enough events or enough anything taking place to justify the scope of the book. So I took the time to be like, you know what? I'm gonna read this giant book that I wouldn't normally pick up because the reviews are so good. The people, there are people that I trust that like say it's really good. It's a classic. I feel like something. It's it's something I should have read. So I finally sat down. I read it, and I was so mad because I got so long into it that I was like, well, now I. have to finish like I didn't waste 10 hours of my life to not then spend the next seven you know what I mean like this needs to have been worth something so let me get to the end and let me tell you someone who got to the end it's just fucking not 1000% it's so in love with its own setting and its own concept that I found it personally impossible to enjoy because I don't care about what you care about like I don't care about how rich they are and how pretentious that was it the book is pretentious
1: and i think i said this before also like the subject matter could be interesting but the way it's written is so like pompous almost you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's like that like oh i'm a classics literary but like please read me because i'm the best i'm the best literary book you're ever gonna read you know
0: how i know it was literary because i'm seeing two twins have sex with each other so incest is always oh yeah
1: Always literary.
0: Always rot from the inside, you know? You know? That's some, like, literary
2: looks. You can tell that the writing feels like it's better than the book because it hates everyone that's in the book. So it portrays them in this really, like, negative light to show how ridiculous they are and how wild they are and how, to a certain extent, they almost don't deserve the money they have because the main character is very poor. And some of the only interesting parts of the book are where you see the dichotomy of how the main character's poverty contrasts with the insane wealth of the other people like they're all on these massive vacations for christmas holidays and he's living in like a weird shanty town next to the college and he is you know with a a place without a roof he's like risking freezer burn because he can't afford to do anything else like this is what he needs to do and even though that chapter is also too long because every single chapter in this book is too long truly that is one of the most interesting parts of the book because it is such a, it, it gives you an insight into the differences of how he lives his life outside of this group of friends versus when he's in them. And that's where you can kind of understand why he's so enamored with these people who he describes as being horrible. He clearly thinks they're better than him in terms of class but thinks he's better than them in terms of morals but then he shows in many ways that he's not at all like it's just pretentious and long and boring and i'm mad that i finished it but i'm mad that i started it in the first place when i read yeah. some quotes
0: that i'm seeing people are saying it's it's in love with ancient greece it is full <laughs> of quotations it's obsessed with beauty
1: True. fun just, like, it's just, like, a weird, like... I mean, like, it does give you, like, the vibe of dark academia without actually being as dark as you... Your fault. Like, your fault. Yeah, like, it, it almost... It's almost, like, a nostalgia look at, like, a murderous, shitty group of people. Like, I hated this book. Nobody read it.
2: Yeah, I need to say, like, I know some people really like this. And, like, okay, I'm I'm glad that you do because I know it's a classic. But there will always be a little part of me that's, like, well, why do you like
1: yeah like like what are you getting from this and i get like the feel like there's some part of the feel that i really enjoyed but i got that from the other books that were either influenced by this or influenced by um brides had revisited that are very similar and i liked them much better because they were a like 10 times shorter and they just did it better yeah. <laughs> it was just, like they just did it much better than this one like it wasn't as like pretentious as this or like it was more ironic in a sense or like it was almost satire or something like that but like it's just like this was a lot thank you that's what this book needed to be this needed to be satire Uh, also i was reading more about the author apparently her writing is considered part of the literary movement neo-romanticism which also makes me want me to
2: like barf (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, like just, a, just a little. I did find there was one thing I found interesting but it kind of went nowhere because I stopped reading. Um, but the main character and I think was it Henry, one of his rich friends that he didn't actually get along with but did?
2: I can't remember the specifics of everything, but I remember finding nothing interesting happened with any of them. I was them. I
1: was really hoping it was going to be like a gay romance
2: there, but there was there was some like gay suggestions, but I read hey, the that book there is was. not Yeah, the book is not like explicitly
1: See that was the problem I think because nothing followed through I was just like nah
2: yeah I'm not yeah, here for explicitly... clear coding
1: I'm here for explicit details
2: yeah exactly and I mean I if I if I remember correctly it's not it's not subtext that it's queer at all like it's text but it's just again it just doesn't go anywhere it's not of value to the overall story it's just it's just one in many many long threads of things that happen in this book for seemingly little to no reason yeah i just don't know how you can care about these fucking rich people literally at all
1: i mean if you want something like the secret history just read if we were villains by ml rio it is actually queer and it does follow through and it's excellent please read it
2: i added that book to my library after you talked about it i was like oh that sounds good because i would i feel like i deserve something
1: i just added it to
2: <laughs> getting all the way through that book
1: it's um it, it's a little bit devastating it doesn't have the same feels of secret history but i felt it was more compelling yeah.
2: Also, everybody, and yes, I'm talking to you, Marina, but anybody else is listening as well that's like, oh, yeah, I also really want a movie of this. There's a reason the Goldfinch movie isn't fucking good. These are not stories that can be translated to movies and still be enjoyable. Because they're, quite frankly, barely enjoyable as books. <laughs> but this is a boring fucking concept for a movie. You would need to change the structure of the book entirely to make a good movie. And in that case, you can just make a different fucking movie.
1: I feel I strongly about this. I'm grateful for this book, for influencing some authors that I very much love. Yes. And Donatar I'm- has good ideas. Yeah. I just think other people did it better. And that's all I'm going to say, Donatar. Fuck you.
0: Just going to come for you. <laughs> so, Christina, i will <laughs>
1: uh Christina what's your pick for DNF'd?
2: All right so I actually had I, I to be fair I didn't have a ton to pick from here because most of the time I will try to make myself through something if I start a book I like to feel like I've invested my time I'll make my way through it there's only a handful of times where I have to hate something aggressively to not finish it and then for shows I usually try to make it through a season even if I'm not enjoying it because so often the first couple episodes for a show are really bad and then you can kind of see where it's fine it's winning. I picked instead a show that I stopped three episodes into. Uh, I could not make it past three episodes. So if you have watched it and you've liked it, I don't care if it gets better because the beginning is so bad. I don't want to I don't want to go any further. And that is the Amazon Prime original called The Hunters. And so The Hunters is based off of a comic book. And the plot line is that it's set in the 1970s. So again, I should have loved it because the aesthetic is real. But it's set in the 70s in New York City. It's about a troubled young Jewish man bent on revenge is taken in by a secret group of Nazi hunters fighting a clandestine war against a cabal of high, high-ranking high Nazi officials um, in hiding who work to create the Fourth Reich. So the concept of that for me was interesting it's the kind of thing i would generally enjoy to watch it's based off a comic book i think the idea of a bunch of jewish characters getting together to fight a bunch of nazi hunters is really interesting particularly if many of them were not just going to be white jewish men but like black women as well because obviously that's super important the queer element behind it like there were things about this core concept that should have that really drew me in al pacino is in it logan lerman is in it like the cast for this show is really strong and logan so it lerman. should have been really
0: good right silver a make sure to check out his uh photos <laughs> okay, on just, instagram like, guys like, <laughs> first, like, first comments <laughs> okay we, that's it that's it bye
2: <laughs> but yeah so on paper this is something that should have been good and one of the first warning signs for this show is that before it even released there were um jewish sort of groups that were fighting against it because they found out that and to be fair this i'm not sure if it's unique to the show or if it's unique to the comic book i'm struggling to find out based on what i was my research but it creates the story of this like concentration camp where this nazi used the jewish people that were trapped in this camp as like pieces on a chessboard, and like if one of the pieces loses, then they they die. And the person that he's playing against is a Jewish person that's kept in the camp who's supposed to be like a world chess master. And he's trying to like prove that he's better than him. And in the show, it creates this very like surreal, you know, Human chess board where they're telling you the story of what happened, and obviously, it's incredibly horrifying. Like, visually, it was so incredibly difficult to watch, and the story of what's going on is horrible because what it ultimately comes down to is you know, in addition to the fact that, in order to win to a certain extent, this Jewish man, this chess master that's being held up in this camp. He is being forced to play this game with his people as chess pieces. So every single time he makes a move, he is committing one of his people to die because every chess move that knocks a player off of the board, that player dies. So, like, it's a very mindfuckery and it's horrifying. But a lot of people at the beginning were like, you didn't need to make up horrifying things that happened during the Holocaust enough horrifying things happened that you didn't need to consider some kind of brand new style torture porn. And given how many people argue that the Holocaust didn't happen at all, creating brand new horrifying moments is particularly bad because it just encourages the narrative. So I had heard about this before the show had launched, but I didn't understand the full scope of what was going on for sure. Because I I got the like, base of what was being read And I was like, okay, that sounds pretty bad. But the whole concept of the show is still Nazi hunting. Like the whole concept of the show is to have Jewish main characters and to show how like these Nazis are like embedded in a government. And I think that could be a really important story for right now, given everything that's going on. So I'll watch it and I'll give it a shot, but I'll keep these complaints in mind. And let me tell you something in three episodes For a show that is made by, and I found this out made by a Jewish person, is the creator of the show. I cannot tell if the creator of the comic book is Jewish or not. He actually does not appear to be from anything that I can see, but there's nothing that explicitly states whether he is or isn't. So many Jewish people die in so many horrible ways in the first three episodes. And you watch a lot of it. Like, it is is aggressive, and it is absolutely, for me, it absolutely feels like that line between bad things happen in a TV show and like sometimes they're going to be violent because you have to watch them be uncomfortable to this is like torture porn the creativity behind the methods is unsettling the fact that you have to watch it happen so so often like there's even this one scene where this woman is living in her apartment in like Miami or New York or something like that she gets into her shower and she turns it on, and all of a sudden, gas starts coming out from her shower. And this is the opening of an episode. Yeah. Like, you have no idea what's going on. I don't need that. And it- Yeah, at first, I thought it was going to turn out that, like, she was, because the show is very much about how, like, a lot of Nazis fled from Germany and ended up in other countries, particularly in America, and how they're, they're, like, embedding themselves in the government, so I thought she was going to turn out to be a Nazi, and this was one of the Nazi hunters as, like, a revenge plot, and then you find out, like, no, she was a Jewish woman that I think survived the Holocaust, and you're like, why would you do this? Like, what... I'm not like, about why, I'm not about why it. was this something that we had to watch? Why was it something that you put in the show? Like, I don't understand the choices that led you here. And the show has many, many, many scenes like that. Like, there is a scene where one of the Nazis, who's again, like, embedded himself in the government, he is pretending to be this, like, all-American guy. And then somebody that he, uh, like, a Jewish woman who also survived the Holocaust and recognizes him just comes by one day as a neighbor and so you don't know what's happening at first. She, this is like the opening to the show, I believe. She married somebody. They moved into the neighborhood and they're going to like a backyard barbecue for these people that they live with. And then she runs into him and she immediately like, she just stands there still. And you don't know what's going on. And you realize at like, th- as the scene unfolds, she recognizes him as being a Nazi. So you're not sure what's about to happen. He just kills everyone in that scene. He kills his family that he's been, that he like has been, like he went in and he met a woman and he Mm -hmm. had a family. What? What? Yeah. He like just instilled himself. So he kills them all because he's at risk of exposure. He kills all the neighbors and he kills the woman who at some point managed to flee him. And I just had moments where I'm like, this is the most depressing thing I've ever seen. But you are not presenting it in a way That allows you to like sit with that knowledge like it's just horrifying things happening to people that have already gone through so much stuff like why would i want to keep watching this and that is what that like that's what the first three episodes and from everything i can tell because i read up on the rest of it it doesn't end it doesn't stop like it just continues on that way and uh, for a show that is about people hunting nazis why am I watching Nazis kill so many people? Like, I would like to watch a Nazi die occasionally. And one of the people who, like, their death gets the most reverence or, like, the things that happen to him are seen with the most, like, you can't do that. Like, we can't become them, blah, 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 is when Logan Lerman's character, I, I think it's him, does something or, or he's with the Nazi hunters where they do something that causes harm to somebody who's helping the Nazis. Like, he's sending out radio signals that are, like, coded messages. And on the one hand, it's harmful because now the messages have stopped. So, like, now they're going to know something happened to this guy. But there's also this pretense of, like, you, you know, you killed him. Like, you you hurt him. And you're like, yeah, he's a fucking Nazi. Like, isn't that the point of this show? Like, I don't. Why? Why? why it
1: sounds awful yeah it yeah i'm absolutely not about this
2: yeah it was so frustrating like i said i made it through literally three episodes couldn't keep going there was a lot of really interesting conversation about how like why did you pick al pacino and not a jewish actor because al pacino is the head of the nazi hunters
0: oh my lord! so
2: it was like don't get me wrong al pacino's obviously an amazing actor i've seen him in a million things i love him but you really could have picked other people to be this character so why did you go with him so that's where it got really frustrating that's why like i was trying to figure out like how many jewish people were actually involved in the creation of this with regards to the comic book i'm struggling to find if the creator is jewish so i don't think he is the creator of the show is jewish um his name is david wheel he is very like from what i can tell this like is launching a career for him to the best of my understanding but i struggle with like what the point of this show was like what was it attempting to say because you couldn't really trust the nazi hunters to a certain extent and you know what in 2020 if there's one person or in 2020 if there's one group of people that i want to trust it's nazi hunters you know like fully i'm like you know what you don't have to hide in the shadows anymore come out let's do this so this show for me was a fucking mess uh i couldn't get through it at all yeah is there
0: a second season or did they cancel it
2: I don't know. I don't know if it's been announced. If there, I can check right now. I don't know if it's gonna, been announced if there's going to be a season two. I think it if was...
1: gets renewed, I'd be pissed.
2: I think it was... Like, it could have been popular enough to warrant it, but it also was very expensive based on what I can tell. Like, just looking at it, I can tell it costs a lot of money to make the show because of who's in it and because of the aesthetics of the 1970s. Like, I don't think this is a cheap show to make whatsoever, so it probably would have needed to be very popular to make its uh to make its money uh it was renewed for a second season in august 2020
1: i hate
0: it nope don't like
2: yeah again i i've been trying to find somebody whose opinion that i like trust who's watched the show to let me know where it's going just so i know because i need to believe that there's something else here. But I can't find anybody who acknowledges the problematic elements of the show and found any redeeming qualities in it. So with that, why would I keep watching? Like, I trust that if you if you like this, but you can't acknowledge any of the mess, then I don't believe you <laughs> about the quality of the show or that anything it did was respectful. It was bad. Like, it made me feel bad watching
1: it. I mean... disappointed but not surprised this got renewed
2: yeah 100 uh it's it's a damn shame because it it i don't think it should have been i can't find anybody who i think is someone who could speak to this well who thinks that it should have so it can keep happening but i certainly won't be watching this i i will never pick up another episode of this again it was Horrible to watch. And again, I finish most things. You do. Like I will start things that I know are problematic just so I understand the level to which I should be annoyed about them sometimes too. It's like, what is the problematic element here that's gonna bother me? Like I want to make sure I speak to it well. Mm -hmm. I started this one thinking I was just gonna like it. Like I just thought that it would be a comic book show in a sea of comic book shows. So there you go, that's the that's the fucking hunters in a nutshell. Don't watch it.
0: we have some three
1: oh. duds for you today yep don't three read it, watch it
0: if
2: i had to pick one thing that of everything we talked about that was like listen i didn't finish it but maybe you could still enjoy it i would actually say chilling adventures yeah, of sabrina same. because <laughs> the aesthetic of sabrina is enough to get by as a background show but that's you can't why i finished the first
0: it. season yeah. that's
2: why i finished
0: i mean i'm a sucker for some good visuals i'm a visual learner as they say <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah but that was us so once again my dnf slash can't recommend you even start was uh the hunters on amazon prime
1: mine was the secret history by donna tart
0: mine is the chilling adventures of sabrina the teenage witch i'm just assuming it's probably chilling adventures of sabrina yeah. I think it's, just so it's something enough. yeah
2: if you want to watch a movie tv show or book that is actually good you could check out literally any one of our other episodes where we normally talk about stuff that we actually like. You sure but say we want to, yeah, say we want to talk about those things where it was like honestly wasn't even worth the energy to start it. To be honest, uh, so yeah, our most recent episode before this one is going to be uh, the "I May Destroy You" review that we just did. That's a show you got to start and finish right away. That one's excellent. Our poolside picks episode is all about sort of like escapism and like shit that whether we enjoyed it or not, we still got to the end too and we got something out of it. So we hope you check this out. Um, as a reminder, you can hit us up on Twitter and on Instagram at EatsCast or on Pinterest at Everyone and Their Sister Pod. My yeah. favorite is every time I say Pinterest, Steph gets so excited, even though you can't see her. It's Cause it's the most
0: random social media that we have, <laughs> but I love it.
2: Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope that you stick around. If you're new, thank you for listening to this episode. If you're not, thank you for also listening to this episode and all the other ones that you've listened to. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: I need. I have to I need a new personality. I do not, but. (laughs) I think I'm losing my mind. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm a bit of a mess.